if you're not online, you need to get online. You need to stop saying technology is too hard and you need to embrace it and embrace it big. That's just my take on it. Retirement. That's what we're all aiming at, right? But exactly what does that mean? It conjures up visions of endless days of golf, drinks with little umbrellas in them on a tropical beach, feet up, reading a book. Is that what it's all about? I don't think so. Life would get pretty dull after a while without anything meaningful to do, don't you think? I'm Jackie Doucette, and I'm on a mission to discover exactly what life is like beyond retirement. Join me while I chat with people who've already done it, who've retired to something rather than from something. Let's find out together exactly what's waiting for us when we say goodbye to that 9 to 5. everybody. Welcome to another episode of Beyond Retirement. I'm really excited today because I've got Dan Schaefer with me. Dan's a friend of mine and he's a partner of mine in some business ventures these days. And uh, he's pretty much got everything uh, figured out, I think. He's uh, been retired for a little while, but all through his career, all through his life, he's done a variety of things. So I think we're just going to see what he has to say about retirement and life beyond. Hey, Dan, how's it going? Hey, Jackie, doing really well. How about you? I'm well, thanks. I'm so glad you're here today. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. I appreciate it. So let's hear a little bit about your journey. Can you tell us a little bit about your lifetime? Yeah, uh, I can, yeah. Um, My, uh, well, actually, my grandparents immigrated from Hungary when they were, uh, when they were in their teens uh, around the turn of the century. And then, uh, uh, so my so my mom was born here, and then she met my dad, and and yada yada yada. And uh, so I was born in 1946, which was uh, a couple years after the war ended, the, the big war that was going to end all wars. And uh, when I was about, uh, I think I had my first job when I was actually uh, about uh, seven years old. I started a bike shop with some friend of our, some friends of mine, and. Uh, I did that for a while, but my dad wanted me to start working when I was in about ninth grade. So I used to work summer times with him. He was uh, he was a moving van driver, which was great because he got me in the Teamsters Union. So I always made a lot of money uh, where other kids were working in the summertime and making like, uh, well, back then it was a dollar ten an hour. I was making like uh, 12 to $14 wow. an hour. But anyway, that... Uh, that kind of gave me the bug to make more money than anybody else. So I used to have a dream of uh, owning a Ferrari in a big mansion, but that's long, that's long past. But I did start working uh, when I got out of college. I graduated from uh, Ohio University in 1972, and I immediately went to work for a company called Spencer Gifts. I don't know if anybody knows what that is, but they started out with a, cal- a catalog, and then they, in, in malls, around the company, they opened things called head shop. So I was like a head shop manager. Uh, you can look that up if you're interested in it. It's kind of, it, it was just a kind of a weird place. Um, so after that, uh, after about three years of working, I said, man, I can't do this anymore. So I uh, started selling cars and I met a guy and we opened a landscaping business. So I did that for about six or seven years. And then we sold that. Uh, I was married by then and I had my first daughter was born. 
And then I, uh, I kicked around Spencer Gifts again. I actually went back for another couple of years. And um, then I got into the photography business. So I, I, um, I opened a photography store in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. And um, I started, from that, I started framing pictures and got into selling posters and, and stuff like that. Then I moved to the West Coast. I went to Oregon and I got in with a company called Computerland. They had, they're gone now. Most of those, uh, those old computer companies are gone. But uh, I got the bug again and started a business where I went up into Canada and uh, installed cabinet shop software. It was a proprietary software. So the good thing about that was, is that I had to apply for a work permit in Canada. And they gave it to me. Back then it was, you had to prove that nobody in Canada could do the kind of work you were doing. So the good thing was there was only uh, 25 million people in Canada then. So I guess guess it wasn't too hard for them to do. But anyway, I kicked around Canada and, um, and that helped me later on because I got money into the Canada pension plan, which, uh, which I'll tell you about in a minute. I moved to uh, American Samoa, so I was in the Pacific, and then I moved to Guam, so I was in the Pacific, I think, a total of about eight years, and then came back to, uh, to the United States and went back to Canada and got married uh, a second time. Uh, I got divorced from the first time. It's not like <laughs> I had two wives at the same time. They were, they were separate. Um, and I've been up here. I immigrated, so I'm an immigrant. I immigrated in 2008, and... Uh, I pretty much had my own business the whole time I was up here. I, for maybe about a year or two, I worked for another guy when I was up in Northern BC. But uh, here I am. And when I got to be 62, I said, enough of this. I'm going to try and get some money from the government because I, I paid it in for quite a few years. So I took Social Security from the US. And then about four years ago, I applied for Canada pension and got that. And then last year I got, turned out I was very old. So I got old age security, which was kind of nice. So although I'm not making a lot of money on retirement, I do do online marketing and a few odd computer jobs. And that. My, uh, my actual training was in network engineering. So through the years, I've done a lot of networks and, uh, and computer stuff. And, and I'm a, I think I'm a pretty good salesman because I've, I've sold computers and I've sold insurance and just about anything else you can think of. And here I am today. My birthday's on November 27th, so I'll be 74. Uh, and I just have a good attitude. I have a good attitude about online business. And I've been dabbling in it for three years. Never made a lot of money, but I will soon. And here I am today. That's, uh, that's the capsule. That's really awesome. I didn't know all that. That's I love the the fact that you've got the most amazing attitude. I haven't made a lot of money yet, but I'm going to. That's uh, I think that's yeah. the, the way you've yeah. got to go into well, everything. You know, my wife uh, yesterday said, "You need to start contributing." And uh, I said, <laughs> oh, "Well, okay, maybe I will. Maybe I will." No, I'm. Uh, I think I'm on the cusp. So uh, hopefully, uh, I guess my dream when I went into online marketing was that. Uh, I wanted to make money when I sleep. You know, you've heard that, right? Yep. They all say that. 
Yeah. Yeah, you can make money when you sleep. You wake up in the morning and and there's three hundred dollars in your in your PayPal account. Hasn't happened yet. <laughs> so what kind of things are you doing? Um, you're you're doing internet or online marketing, internet marketing. What kind of stuff do you do? Uh, my first venture was uh, ClickBank uh, when I first got online. It's actually over three years now. I started with ClickBank University. That's a, uh, a, a thing. I'm, ClickBank's one of the biggest affiliate marketing sites on the internet, and you could sign up and learn how to do it. So I did that, and uh, uh, they told me to go to the marketplace on ClickBank and pick out a niche. So, so I did, and I picked out numerology. Because I kind of like numbers. <laughs> Numerology at the time was like the number one affiliate product. Wow. So I, I brought up a site called uh, numerology1.com, which is still there. And, and I get plenty of likes and people visiting that. But uh, never was able to uh, sell any numerology stuff. And and I, I probably... I probably don't know much about numerology, but it's very fascinating to me. And, and when I looked at it, it was like, oh, that's great. One other one that I started, my second one, I started out with a company called Growth Commander, and they taught me how to do a blog. So that's still up. And I, I get quite a few hits on that a day, about 50, you know, not a lot, but I haven't really uh, done anything to turn those into paying customers. But uh, I love to buy stuff. I love to... Uh, I love to buy new software products. Uh, I could stay. I, I went on Warrior Plus and JB Zoo, which are some other affiliate network, and uh, I counted up all the things that I bought in three years, just so I could tell you on this podcast. And it's over. <laughs> I'm kind of embarrassed about this. It's over 300 products. Wow. I didn't add up the money. I was I was afraid to add up the money. I didn't I didn't do that. But. Um, <laughs> I can say that 90% of them, they're, they're really no good. I think they're just people that are launching a product because one, I think that's a way you can make some money in affiliate marketing by having your own product. But um, so I like to buy stuff. I like to try things out. I should probably have a couple of review websites since I've tried so many things. And um, I, met, I met you, Jackie, what, maybe a year and a half ago? I yep. Think, something like that. Yep. And we we started doing some business together. <laughs> yep. Not a lot of business. We haven't made a lot of money, but we well, we've, we've made a little some, bit. We, so. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we yeah. we we. But that's why we're doing this, and we're not. Uh, that's why Jackie's in Toronto, and I'm in Vancouver Island, and we're not in Bali because we <laughs> haven't made. Uh, we haven't made as much as we wanted, but next it's uh, it's a fun ride. Yeah. Oh, it was next year. It. Yep, next year's it. It's been a fun ride, and I've met a lot of people. I've, I've met tons of people online, and, and from that aspect, having a good time. I have a lot of people who ask me how you find fulfillment, how you find your purpose after you retire. So I guess your purpose seems to be doing things online and co collecting software if for nothing else. Um, how did you decide what it was you wanted to do? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I, I guess the first thing is my wife and I got two foster kids. We we had we had an opportunity about five years ago that there were uh, two sisters that that needed a place to stay. So they've been with us for five years, and uh, uh, 
if, if you have kids and, and they're gone and you've raised them, probably the stupidest thing you could ever do is, is bring two small kids into your house, especially <laughs> when you're in your, in your late 60s or early 70s, because kids are made for people that are in their 20s and 30s. But anyway, um, <laughs> I get them off to school every day and I had to have something to do. So I thought, okay, the online marketing is good and I'll try this and I'll try that. And recently, uh, but my, I guess my real passion is, is uh, food. Because <laughs> I also have a food truck that my wife and I run. Uh, and, and I started a food blog for that. So that was, that was another thing that kind of, kind of fed into my, fed into my online thing. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't say my purpose is probably buying software. I think my purpose <laughs> is, and, and this is what I really wanted to do. I said before that, uh, that I wanted to make money when I slept. And that was a big motivation for me. And the other thing was, I was uh, listening to a Russell Brunson book once, an audio book, and he said uh, he made a million dollars in a day once, and I thought, oh man, that would be uh, that would be cool. So my my long term term goal is I want to sell one thousand thousand dollar courses in one day, and uh, my short term goal is is just to uh, make enough money to you know supplement my wife's income, who's a school principal, and and get everything paid off by the time she retires. That's that's kind of my motivation. There's nothing wrong with that. No. And I think having having a few different activities is also probably a good thing. It keeps you busy and keeps your mind active, keeps you thinking about all different possibilities all the time. Oh yeah, I'm incredibly busy. We wake up at wake up at seven in the morning and you know I uh, I get everybody off to school and uh, and then I work online and do things, you know, fix up around the house and, and talk to different people. And, and we just bought a new house. So there's a lot of fixing to do. So it's real easy to stay busy. I think probably uh, when people retire, the big bugaboo is they can't find anything to do during the day. You know, they give you, oh, you yeah. know, I used to work and, and now I don't do that. And, and then they become a couch potato. But uh, yeah, I don't do that. I, you know, I maybe I'm a computer chair potato, but no, I, I don't have things. I don't have a, I don't have a problem trying to find things to do during the day. That's pretty easy. But I think you need to keep busy. So, with that advice in mind, what would you suggest to somebody who's retiring or just retired and is worried about that? Doesn't want to be a couch potato, but isn't really sure what they can what they can do. How do you go about figuring out what's the right thing? Well, I'd say the first thing is, and and, and I never did this, uh, is uh, you know you need to be uh, you need to be planning for when you hit that that day, you know that zero day, you know when you have that countdown and and then all of a sudden uh, wherever you're at, if you're if you're working for a company, you know they give you the gold watch and you're out the door. So you got to plan, you know you got to plan for that. I've never been a big planner, but I I do have a plan in my head that I've never written down. And I'm great at uh, at building a plan fast. Like I can come up with stuff fast and, and put it into action. So, you know, I think you got to get ready for it. You got to definitely have enough money. You know, I uh, I make enough money uh, 
in my social security, my candidate pension. And the other thing I did was I married a girl that was a lot younger than me. So, so she can keep working <laughs> while I'm sitting at home doing what I want to do. So that's kind of, that's kind of cool. She's not super younger than me, but, but she's young enough to work. So I don't have to, uh, I don't have to worry about it too much. Uh, luckily she hasn't found out I'm a slug yet, I guess. Right. But, uh, yeah, I think you got to plan. You got to have enough money, and you got to. Uh, uh, everybody on the internet, uh, if you're thinking about starting an internet business, and, and I don't know if you are, but if if you're thinking about doing anything, you got to have uh, you got to have that passion. I always thought that was uh, just something that people came up with, but you got to really like what you're doing. Like I like uh, I like being on social media because you get to talk to a lot. And you get to make comments to them. And if you don't like it, you just don't follow them. So uh, I just get excited about it. I get excited about getting online and I get excited about trying different things. What my passion is, I, I don't know. It was, uh, it was a, at one time uh, about a year ago, was that my knees hurt really bad. So I thought I'd get into uh, uh, osteoarthritis group on Facebook which at the time had only about 500 members. And now we've got it up to about 6,000. So, so your wow. chance to, yeah, your chance to make contacts online, if you like people and you want to, you want to talk to people and interact and uh, then that's the way to do it. If you don't, then it's not. <laughs> a lot of people, not a lot of people, a few people have said to me before that, uh, they don't think that it's the same. It's not, it's not the same talking to people online. Obviously it's not as talking to them in person, but if you're, if you're on social media and you're in those different groups, you're going to start making friends anyway, and you're going to get to know some people, you're going to be able to talk to them and you're going to see them, see them around in different groups and that sort of thing. I think it's similar. Don't you think? Oh, that's totally true. Yeah. In fact, well, you know, you, you know, what's really changed is, is, is being living, being alive in 2020 and being on social media. Like, uh, well, like this right here where we're on a Zoom meeting together, right? And we're talking on a podcast. We probably never would have seen each other if it hadn't have been for, for the, you know, the uptick in Zoom and all these video calls and that because of the pandemic. I mean, nobody would have, yeah. but, you know, now I see, the people that I never talked to online, I've actually talked to them on video chat. So you get to know a lot more about it than just writing. No, I think it's a great opportunity. And, and a lot of, uh, I think what you got to watch out for is, is a lot of older people get into that mindset about, oh, computers, you know, I, I, I can't do that. You know, I want my, my grandkids can do it for me and I just want to do email. You know, if that's your attitude, uh, I think you need to you need to get with it. You need to say, "Hey, computers and technology are where it's at, and if I don't embrace it, I'm going to be left behind." So when when you know, I I got into computing and um, and fixing computers and selling computers back in the '80s when the IBM PC came back, and and I never looked back, like. I, and I can't even type. I'm the worst type. I'm a hunt and peck typer that can bang out 55 words a minute with no mistakes. But, you know, I don't, uh, 
I just said, hey, this is it. I mean, when I saw the computer and the internet, which I always thought the greatest invention in the world was the wheel, but the greatest <laughs> invention that ever happened, I think, was is the internet. It's it's incredible. I mean, you thank you, Al Gore, you know, for inventing the internet. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's super. I, if if you're not if you're not online, you need to get online. You need to stop saying technology is too hard, and you need to embrace it and embrace it big. That's just my take on it. You gotta, you gotta go, man. You gotta, you gotta embrace technology. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta keep up with what's going on. Like Jackie and I, we embrace technology. Sure we do. Sorry, that's my soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> so if somebody wanted to talk to you about internet or about affiliate marketing or internet marketing of some sort, how could they reach you, Dan? Two five zero. Six five zero one eight four five. Ah, you want or you want them to call you? Yeah, sure. Or two three six two five five one eight four six. Yeah, you can call me anytime. I mean, I have people calling me all the time. <laughs> In fact, I had a guy. Uh, this is kind of interesting. What's today? Thursday. I had a guy two days ago before the power outage. I talked to him three years ago about selling water machines. Uh, these machines that make water alkaline, so it's supposed to make you feel better. You can even take a shower with the water. Yeah, he called me back just out of the blue, so we chatted for a while. I've got, uh, you know, a lot of people call me trying to sell me stuff I've never bought, but they call me back because we have such good conversations. So yeah, call me. I'll help you out. I don't, uh, and I won't charge you any money until I give you some gold, and then uh, then I might. I think. Uh, I think helping people out get and getting started in that and on anything, you know, retirement or uh, getting online or or anything you want me to have an opinion of, as long as it's not political, no political, no religious opinions. Got it. I'll make sure that goes in the show notes. Here's the phone numbers: no politics, no religion. <laughs> yeah, don't uh, politics and religion. You know that's the old thing, right? Don't talk about politics or religion. That's it. And you, uh, you talked about having a food blog. Is that something that you'd like uh, people to take a look at? You know, um, no, because I've, I've written on it, but I really haven't done much on it. Okay. So that website's kind of in, kind of in its infancy. Okay. I, I, I have a lot on there, though, but I've just never, uh, I've never done a lot with it. I've done mostly, most of my blogging has been on, um, on a website called News to lose.com, N E W S T O L O S E.com. Okay. And, and it's mostly about uh, my wife's uh, a flaming diabetic. So it's about uh, being healthy and living with diabetes and, and osteoarthritis. So there we are. We're, we're quite a combination. I have sore knees and she has sore arms from taking shots. It's great getting old. Great. <laughs> as long as you can laugh about it, it is. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, uh, th this is kind of this is the only thing I'm going to say about religion because I said no politics. Is that when I was uh, this is a true story. I was sitting in church. Uh, I'm a, I'm a, a died in the wool Roman Catholic because all my family was. Uh, but anyway, I was sitting in church one day and. And I was listening to the sermon. Well, you know, as much as a 10-year-old kid can listen. And the priest said, uh, 
you should look forward to death. And I thought, man, this guy, what's he talking about? You know, I'm not going to do that. Of course, I didn't listen to the whole sermon. I just got that, that little line out of context. But I happened to be praying after that. And because um, when I grew up in Catholic school, so if you go to Catholic school, you know how to pray. Because if you didn't, the nun would crack you on the back of the head with a ruler. <laughs> and, uh, and But anyway, you learned real quick. So I was praying one day and um, and. And, and I assume this is God that talked to me. I don't, you know, you never know. You know, you hear voices all the time, right? But um, I got this feeling that I was going to live to be 120. And uh, in all the years I've been alive now, which is, which is going to be 74, uh, I've been in incredibly good health. I, you know, a couple of times, like I had my gallbladder out and and I had a hernia operation, but other than that, I've, I've really never, you know, I've been sick maybe, I don't know. You know, I've had a flu a couple of times in a cold, but never broke any bones, never did any of that stuff. So, uh, so I'm incredibly healthy. So I'm working on my, I'm gonna be 74 tomorrow. So what, I have about uh, 46 more years. Uh, I might have to get some, some implants for my teeth to get through that. I don't know, or, or start eating with an <laughs> intravenous feeding. But uh, I just have this feeling that I'm going to live a long time, and I'm excited about it because there's so much going on. You know, you've heard that thing that that what is it now that in the last year we've learned more than we learned in the previous millions of years where knowledge keeps doubling every year now. So it's just, it's just incredible, just incredible. I watched, uh, I watched Terminator the other night where the machines take over. So that happens in 2029. So I'm very excited about that. I want to, I want to see how that Something goes. to look forward to. Maybe they won't uh, have to worry <laughs> yeah, about COVID. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that, but well, I guess if you're a machine, you don't have to, but it, you know, you know, all kidding aside, it's just exciting. It's it's just an exciting time. Every day is something new. There's some new discovery. How how uh, incredible is it that they can they almost have a vaccine out for COVID? Yeah. I mean that's that to me that they could do that in ten months is is unbelievable. So. Yep. Anyway, that's my take. So there's my attitudes for sale, by the way, if you'd like to buy that. You're selling <laughs> Is it cheaper? That's not a bad idea. <laughs> that's not a bad idea. How we should try that. We should put up a website, an attitude website. So, uh, I don't think anybody would want my attitude. <laughs> uh, you're pretty positive. You sit in that hot tub too much. Though. Yeah, that's what people tell me that. Yeah. In case you're listening to this podcast and you don't know Jackie, well, she's she has a hot tub. And this and this great curly haired dog, and they they seem to have a good time around the hot water. So. But wait, there's more. Two five zero six five zero one eight four five. Call me. One thing that I kind of looked up before I came on the podcast, and uh, this is for people, you, you know, and I'm not sure how it is in Canada because uh, I really I really haven't looked into it. But in the U.S., you can retire when you're 62, right? And um, and you take like partial Social Security. 
So you get 25% less if you retire when you're 62 than if when you get your full pension at 66. So uh, what I did was I retired at 62 because I figured it out. And over the span of my retirement, uh, I've only lost about $200 a month, which I don't know. You know, I spent $200 a month at the grocery store. So, you know, but that difference in the four years or five years of being retired is, man, it's gold. So uh, I think if you can do that, you got to do it. Be retired at 62, take your money and, and keep doing stuff because you're still really young and you can have a good time. Don't worry about it at any rate. But anyway, that's my wisdom for today is retire as early as you can and get on with it because there's a lot of good stuff. Exactly. I think that's a, that's a good, uh, good piece of advice. Retire, retire as soon as you can and get on with life. So the way it goes, sometimes you get into a job and you can't get out of it, right? You know, it's like, it keeps getting better and better. And, and as you look at it, um, and you want to leave, you lose more and more each time. So the longer you're in, worse it gets. And, and the more you get, uh, the more you have to stay. I mean, I understand that completely. I mean, you know, if, uh, my my first father-in-law uh, worked for a company for 40 years as a welder, but he kept making more and more money and he kept getting more and more stock and he kept getting more and more perks and he couldn't quit. So he retired when he was 65 and uh, he was dead when he was 68. So there you go. That's yeah. a scary yeah. thing. Yeah, That's a scary part. To each his own. And you, you have to, you know, you got to just figure out you got to figure out what's best for you. If, if uh, hey, I say if you don't like working and uh, nobody's making you stay there, you need to live life on your terms. The only thing you can control is what you do. So you need to do what's best for you, and don't worry about everybody else. Let them figure it out on their own. Got to find your own timeline, and you got to sort things out yourself. I agree. Yeah. I'm really glad you've been here with me, Dan. I've really enjoyed getting to know you a little bit better and hearing about your philosophy, um, hearing about the kind of things that you're doing to keep busy, because I think the biggest part of life beyond retirement is keeping busy and finding things to do and being amazed continually about what there is out there in the world. And I think you're doing that in spades. Oh, well, I appreciate you having me. I'd, I'd come back anytime and uh, give my brand of wisdom. Whether it's good or bad, I don't know. <laughs> and that's it for this episode of Beyond Retirement. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I hope you enjoyed it. Are you ready to start rocking your retirement? Head on over to www.beyondretirement.ca forward slash rocking it and sign up to plan out your own roadmap for retirement. Don't wait till it's too late. <laughs>